So, new new semester, new episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset. How has your week been, Athena? Have you got any big stories that have come out of, uh, you know, this new world? It's been quite good, Alex. Thank you. And indeed, I've read this story. Did you know that on Monday was held the first ever virtual European Chainsaw Challenge? Okay. Um, Chainsaw Challenge does sound like a slightly dangerous event. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about what happens in this? A bunch of guys and they bring tree trunks to them and they've got their chainsaws and there's a mark on the tree trunk and they have to cut up and down the tree until they reach this mark and whoever reaches the mark the fastest wins. But they also had other rounds which notably included being given an axe and having to just cut into a tree trunk. All right, so there's some old school stuff as well in this. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's like, I'm not really surprised that this exists, but I'm quite surprised that this does exist in a way. Uh, it's quite a weird mix. I can it imagine is. some people getting very excited about this, definitely. My favourite part about this was definitely the fact that the commenters were talking about it as they would, I don't know, doing a football or rugby game, just getting yeah. really involved. Yeah, well, maybe that's um, maybe that's what we could go to once we uh, once we can go to sport events next. There's been a lot of talk about people getting excited. You know, it's the Six Nations just coming up now, just started. Just started. Um, France just yeah. bet Italy. Yeah, uh, I mean that's not an achievement, is it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a lot of people making a fuss about Six Nations started now. But yeah, it maybe. Uh, chainsawing could be the thing how about you alex what have people been up to this week well i as ever have been having a little look at the winners and losers of the week because you know you got to take both sides in these things weirdly though one of the winners this week has actually been donald trump what? who has seen his well i don't know if he had the idea i'd be surprised but his, uh, his plans to go to the moon and maybe set up a little colony, it sounds like those might be going ahead. And the timescale sounds incredibly quick. It, we should have a few people going to the moon in the next few years, which is something that hasn't happened for a long, long, long time. So that could be quite exciting, something to watch on TV. Oh, wow. That, that, wow. That we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, but that's not the only... Um, big science win this week. In Denmark, they've announced plans to build a whole new island just as a sort of hub for their renewable energy. So all of the, you know, offshore wind turbines, big solar panels, gonna all feed into this brand new bit of land that Denmark is going to have built and should power about 3 million homes, which is a pretty novel way of approaching things, thinking big. Uh, I'll tell you something else that's big. Um, Brixton's festival has been announced to return this September. So we've got maybe one. It's a food and funk festival that takes place in London. And so far it is planned to take place on Sunday, September the 5th. There you go. I mean, food and funk is exactly what I want right now. If you could offer me anything, it would be food and funk. So something to look forward to I guess another winner in science this week 
is that we have a new top dog as smallest comedian, which has been discovered in Madagascar. And it's described as about the same side as a sunflower uh, seed. Oh. I cannot describe the photos, but um, it, it really is a chameleon. It's just tinier than your finger, which is quite an odd thing, but you know, nice to be got that now. I did see pictures of that chameleon, and uh, yeah, to be fair, I can understand why they have just missed it until now because it's so small. Yeah, I mean, there are some species where you can fully tell why we've not discovered them up to this point, and I guess this is one. But to to end this, I have um, a large loser of the week, which has really made like it's made my week at least, and that is the Royal British Columbia Museum in Canada who thought they'd made this incredible discovery. Washed up on a beach, they found a 100 kilo stone carving, which they believed is from the Lekwungen people. And they got a few experts in, again, excited. Like they found quite a, quite a big discovery, this. It's sort of got a face on, um, it's quite an interesting shape. They, people were verifying it. They said, yeah, yeah, this is what we've done. We found something that's incredibly old. Well done us. Uh, until, until suddenly, local artist Jack Lohman popped up. He'd seen an article in the paper about this incredible discovery that his local museum had made. Uh, and he pointed out that he had made it three years ago, but <laughs> didn't think it was very good and threw it away. And it washed up on this beach uh, three years later. So wait, he went by the beach to throw it because yeah. he didn't like yeah. it. I mean, it's a stone. He was just getting rid of it, sort of returning it back to where it came from. Uh, but then once it was discovered, it was deemed to be this incredibly important piece. So hmm. there you go. You're having a better week than the Royal British Columbia Museum. And I'll tell you about who else is having a good week. Uh, you might have followed this knowing that you enjoy sailing and you probably followed the Vendée Globe. But Clarice Kramer, so she's a French sailor, and she was the first woman to finish this Vendée Globe, but she also broke the record for the around-the-world single-handed woman monohull sail, and it hadn't been broken in about 20 years. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, you always have to take your hats off to anyone doing the Vendée Globe. I mean, to spend three months just out alone on a boat going around the world is impressive enough. Uh, and then to yeah, do it and break records is yeah, pretty incredible thing, that. Another news about someone that quite surprised people is that Alex George, who has been known for his TV reality experience in Britain, has been appointed as ambassador for mental health by Boris Johnson this week. Yeah, I, I saw this too. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of love going around for this man at the moment, you know. He's an actual doctor doing doing a real job. I think it's quite a nice little breath of fresh air from, uh, from reality TV. So, yeah, even they're doing like a little good thing at the moment. It's very nice. It's true that compared to other influencers who went to Dubai to provide essential content to their followers, um, this one definitely <laughs> is more useful to his country. 
Yeah, yeah. Do, doing, doing a bit. Yeah, yeah. Although, if you did offer me Dubai to make some content, if we had to go to Dubai to make this podcast, I, I'd be on the first flight. Yeah, you just, you do what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just how much I care about our listeners. Exactly. And another, I think we can agree that we might have a few awesome people this week because we also need to mention Hunter Can, who's a 20-year-old, and he cashed in big on last week's rally on stock exchanges. Mm. And with the money he won, he bought Nintendo Switches and games to donate to a children's hospital because he said he he remembered as a kid loving video games and that he couldn't picture those kids not having access to them. Oh, that's lovely. There you go. This is uh, this is truly a story that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> Little positives coming out of there. Mm. Who'd have thought you'd get a nice nice story about the stock exchange? It's quite rare these come about. I think it's probably the first time we've mentioned it. Probably. Another person that made me smile this week was, so you might have heard that the Golden Globe Awards nominees list came out this week. Yes, yes. Some some interesting things. A lot of, a lot of anger as ever. As ever. And between others, there were two nominations for Emily in Paris, which yeah. was a show that came out this year on Netflix. And um, someone pretended to be, well, it's not that they pretended, they posted on Twitter, ironically, that they were the producer of Emily in Paris and that they wrote it as a prank and that now they ended up with two um, <laughs> nominations. As it turns out, um, journalists will use any sorts to write their articles. <laughs> it made it to a few headlines that... Emily in Paris was originally written as a prank. That is, um, that is quite a good prank to play, to tell someone that it is a prank. I like that a lot. But even more wholesome than that is that one of the actual writers for Emily in Paris um, wrote a very, very good uh, tweet saying that They thought it was very unacceptable that I May Destroy You hadn't been nominated in the categories in which Emily in Paris was, which I think is quite a lovely moment for this person who, you know, they just received a nomination for a big award, but then pointing out this suddenly raised platform to uh, point out a few things that they think could be be changed, could be a bit better. Yeah, nice move there. Nice moves. And uh, we've also seen some nice moves from Burger King in France, because they have announced that as they knew that potato producers did not sell as much of their productions as they would usually do due to restaurants being closed, they have announced that they would give out bags of potatoes to people coming to their drive through so that they could partly make it up to those producers. Yeah, chips for tea then. (laughs) Yeah, this is good. This is someone who's taken a problem um, yeah, just kind of find find a positive out of it, which is quite a nice, good good pandemic attitude. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence to say. Talking about good pandemic behaviour, India has so far gifted 5.5 million of COVID vaccine doses to its immediate neighbours, 
and plans on supplying 10 million doses to Africa. Yeah, that's good. I'm looking forward to once um, like countries have big leftover numbers of vaccines. Because like you hear the numbers that governments have bought uh, and you know, it's crazy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where those go after. But yeah, let's hope that they end up in like the right places. Um, also, quick story in case you haven't followed what happened in France last summer. Last summer in France, some people went from the big cities like Paris to the countryside to spend some holidays and they found the cockerels singing and shouting in the morning very disturbing. And so they tried oh, to sue They tried to sue the cockerel to have it killed. Um, but since then, a law has been passed in France just this week protecting sounds and smells of the countryside. That was an absolute roller coaster. This is a story of the week, certainly. Right, <laughs> where to begin? Firstly, someone tried to sue a cockerel. Okay, right, <laughs> just glossed over that. And then, yeah, it sounded like, as you started speaking, I was like, wow, it sounds like this is going to be a sort of pointless law to instigate. But, you know, maybe maybe France has taken a bit of a better view of the country. So maybe it's got a... Uh, Got some nice priorities out of this. So that's pretty good. So yeah, a few few individuals being annoying has led to proper proper law change. Nice. And I'll add you one last final detail on this story that will make it all the most French. The cockerel was called <laughs> Marcel. Please do. Oh wow. What a hero. Absolute hero. Uh yeah, in- he's really the uh the Jackie Weaver. Really, the Jackie Weaver of France. <laughs> In other good news this week, we've got a designer who created the London Green Ground map for walkers, which means that instead of tube stations, this map connects green spaces like forests, parks, and waterways. Oh, lovely. I can imagine that being pretty useful in London, especially right now. People desperate to get to any sort of park. And yeah. Yeah, more of that sort of map. I like that a lot. Scotland, which is home to 90,000 species of animals and plants, has announced plans to protect 30% of its land to boost biodiversity and tackle climate change. That's lovely, but um, very Scottish. I mean, I think there's plenty of land that they could definitely designate as available. (laughs) There's, There's plenty of Scotland to go around. And yeah, it's good to see the agreeing to that there. Every week we seem to be talking about books because what else do we have to do at the moment? Uh, but yeah, in spite of but in spite of historic challenges, the book industry is seeing a boom in sales as readers seek escapism and education. Yeah, yeah, I definitely definitely feel that. We discussed uh, the increase in reading last last week, I think. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely still ringing true. Even though I've now, uh, even though I'm now back in back into uni. <laughs> the shoe brand Nike has developed and unveiled their new hands-free shoe that has been inspired by a request from a teen with cerebral palsy. Yes, I've seen this and. 
not only is it like clearly incredibly useful, but it also looks pretty good to be fair. Yeah, it looks uh, quite cool. Yeah, this is exactly the sort of like invention that I think we should definitely have more of. I mean, this is a brand that know exactly what they're doing, doing a thing that they know they should be doing. I think it's pretty sick. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'd like to see more of this sort of thing. Plus, my laces have just snapped on my shoes, so maybe I should get some. <laughs> and, you know, you might want to get yourself ready because next week is Valentine's Day and we're going to have the 15th episode on Valentine's Day, which means I am going to ask you about some movies about love. Uh, and The Guardian has just released their list of 52 perfect comfort films to watch again and again. Well, yeah, so maybe we could uh, build up the hype for Valentine's Day from now. I mean, it's, Valentine's Day isn't one of those days that gets uh, too much build up. Or at least for me, it isn't. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess at the moment, any anything to like fill the time, you uh, you can spin that out for two weeks, can't you? <laughs> but just to round this off, I would like to share a little story that occurred this week. A story. It's a man, Paul Grisham. He's a 91-year-old and he lives in San Diego. So, having a nice time. But in the 1960s, he was part of the US Navy and he was sent as a meteorologist to go and help the scientists down in Antarctica. So that's quite an exciting thing. Yeah. Apparently he really didn't want to go. He hated the weather. He thought there were going to be storms, yeah. Was he amongst the people who had to take cocaine to go to Antarctica? Uh, I don't believe so. I think that died out a bit. bit after, but well noted, yes. Cocaine may have helped. Um, but, so he didn't want to go to Antarctica, but he took his, his things. He called his wife every week uh, over what sounds almost like FaceTime, but sort of historic where they had to just link up a load of FM frequencies and sort of radio all the way back to the US <laughs> which is a story for another time I'm sure uh, he got a beer ration card so you know all the essentials but unfortunately he lost all of these things he lost his wallet he lost his Navy ID his driving license his reference card um, and of course the beer ration punch card no. until this week, when some people through the internet managed to track him down and return his wallet 53 years later. <laughs> which I think is just a wonderful, wonderful note. Shows what, shows what people can do. It's, it's quite amazing. You know, we often highlight the bad sides of the internet. Mm. But apparently there are some good sides too. Yeah, yeah, they found... Two wallets down in Antarctica, managed to get this one back to this man. So that's quite lovely. And he'd forgotten he'd lost it. So in a way, he gained a wallet. <laughs> oh, it's like, you know, when you find some coach you haven't worn since the year before and there's a fiver in the pocket. And it's like, you've just worn five pounds. Exactly, exactly. Or down the back of the sofa. I guess this is like turbo back of the sofa. Oh, I think that's a lovely note to end on. Definitely. Um, we'll see what this new week brings us. All right, this has been episode 14 of the Sunday Valley Preset. You'll hear from us next week. <laughs>